my interpretation and whether or not this was the intention of the school or not is that they're protecting the institution over the individuals and by individuals i mean collectively the students by not sharing what was going on i think they had every opportunity to let parents know that this incident and 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 call it what it is it's a sexual assault it's a violent sexual assault happened on student premises that is one of the parents whose kids go to St. Michael's School now being investigated and looking into these alleged assaults that happened apparently sometime around last week. And uh, the issue of sexual violence, not new, nor is bullying, cyberbullying, and uh, we've heard about all these things. I do think, you know, we're talking about it a lot because it's a really important conversation. Clearly, we haven't learned. Because, you know, you thought, you would think that we would have learned just how destructive this is and why we should never see it again because of the suicide of 17-year-old Retea Parsons. Because it was her story, her case that brought this issue of cyberbullying to light. She, of course, is the young girl who took her life months after cyberbullying had been passed around the ki- with the kids of sexual pictures of her and a group of boys. And her death didn't just bring awareness to the issue. It brought sweeping changes and protection laws to stop the kind of vile behavior that we are once again talking about tonight. So I reached out to her father, who has spent an awful long time fighting for these changes and spends his life now continuing to try to protect other kids. Glenn Canning joins me now. Glenn, in the year 2018, I really didn't think we'd be having this conversation, and yet here we are hearing about this kind of incident in a Toronto school. Are you are you surprised by that? Um, I am. I'm surprised by that. There's enough information uh, available right now, and there's been enough stories of uh, the harm caused by something like this that uh, there's just no excuse for it at all. And so here we are hearing, you know, a week after something happened, the school kind of quietly trying to make it go away. You know, the parents are just finding out about it days after the fact. And now, you know, learning details that a, a videotape has been circulating around schools now for days. I don't know how much damage has been done. But take me through, um, you know, your feelings on, on where the ball was dropped here. Oh, the, the, the definitely I'd say the, um, there's... It's, a, it's almost a disconnect that young men would think something like this is okay. Uh, the ball dropped right there, but um, it, it's it's not something that happens in a vacuum, I don't think. Uh, you know, this this is kind of a cultural thing where you've heard of this stuff happening before, and here it's happening again in a high school. And, you know, I, th- I think the ball's been dropped really by uh, all of us. You know, um, I don't think we're doing enough to engage young men um, in school about respectful behavior and about uh, good character. That may be true. Um, I'm sure there's lots of blame to go around. I'm just a little surprised that the, the parents would be the last to know. How is it that a school official in any school in this country, let alone the biggest city in the country, would think not to tell the parents until after the media started sniffing around? Yeah, that's, that's it's inexcusable, really. There's no excuse for something like that at all. And I'm just, um, I'm pretty pretty shocked that an incident like this would happen it would be brought to the school's attention and they wouldn't notify the police right away um i found out today that the the police uh, realized this incident was happening when the media started calling them um and that's the first that they uh they heard about it and that's that to me is uh 
that's a failure on the school. I mean, they got to own that. That's uh, just the wrong way to handle something like this. This is far too serious of a of an issue and then of an incident for for them not to involve outside help. It was through, of course, your daughter, Retea, that we learned uh, the cost of sexual violence and of cyberbullying and all these things that of what it can do, not just to, to your daughter, but to your family, to you. The, the consequences are devastating. And as a parent myself, I shudder to think what that young boy would be going through now and that family and what they will go through and, and how do they fix, how do they fix this and how do they help him? Mm. Yeah, I, I spent, um, when I first read the story, it was just right there in the yeah. forefront for me, you know, um, about this poor young man, um, what he must have gone through and, and, and what he's going through right now. Um, you know, to know that there's something out there that was shared on social media, that, that somebody recorded this happening to him, um, and that people in the video were laughing when it was happening to him. There was no bystander intervention at all. Sorry. Mm, that's okay. There was no bystander intervention at all. Um, and it, to me, it's, uh, no, it, it's, it, it's, uh, my heart broke. It, it literally did, you know, to hear mm-hmm. something like this, because this can be devastating. It will be devastating and, and it can go down a very dark road very quickly for him. Um, and, and I really hope that he has a lot of support, you know, uh, he gets some help for this. He's going to need it. Yeah, he's going to need it. I mean, we're talking days, and I think what angers me, I mean, this story, I don't care who you are, I mean, this has gotten such a reaction from parents, no matter where they are, because you think about the time lapse of when the incident occurred, which is said to have happened around last Thursday, but then the school being notified that something happened on Monday, but not immediately going to the police, and I think they could have stemmed some of the damage because that child has been shared around and around and is the butt of jokes. And, and th- there's so many elements to this story that are so wrong. And I think, have we not learned anything from Retea Parson? Yeah, it, it's, there, there's, it's bewildering, actually, you know, to hear that something like that happened and the first thought that they had was really to, uh, um, well, the first thought they had obviously wasn't to call the police, which it should have been. It should have been right there in front of them. You know, we got to call the police and, and get them involved with this and, and get it stopped. Um, but they didn't do that. And there's no excuse for that. That's going to fall on them. Um, it was it was grossly irresponsible um, to try to, to you know, I, I read the word online sometimes where people say that the school's reaction was to protect their image mm-hmm. um, instead of protect this young man. And, and that's... Uh, that's awful. That's you know that that just borders to me. That borders on being criminal. It, it was it was almost partaking in this um, when they should have done an awful lot more. Yeah, it certainly exacerbated an already awful situation. And so I have to think as a as a father who has had so much loss in his life and yet has done so much to bring this issue to light and to fight it and to protect kids. This must be awfully frustrating for you. It is frustrating for me. Um, uh, and, and, and you know everything that's happened and all the speaking out that people have done. Uh, regarding consent and bullying in school um, and and, uh, using social media to torment somebody. And here we are, you know, exactly where we were when my daughter Retea died. Um, And it was almost the same reaction, you know, from the school where um, they tried to hush it up. They tried to keep everything quiet. In in Retea's case, they wouldn't let the police come on the school grounds and try to talk to students who were sharing the picture. They They just blocked it. Um, their first thought and their first reaction was not to protect their students, and that should be their very number one goal in everything like this that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, why it didn't happen here, I think we need to have answers to that, and I think the school needs to address it, and I think they need to hold somebody responsible 
um, because this was a terrible choice on their part. Absolutely. And so I just, you know, talked to a couple of parents. You know, there are kids who are scared to go to school now there. There are parents who are absolutely devastated by this. They're meeting with the school tomorrow. What should they be doing? I would, I would demand answers to the questions of why the school didn't call the police right away. I would really want to know the answer to that question. Um, if I was a parent, I'd also want to know um, what the school has done to hold students accountable for it. Mm-hmm. I know that they've uh, gave 10, um, 10 students an expulsion, um, but uh, for something that's being shared like this, they need to let them know that uh, there's a hard line in the sand. If you have that video, you need to get rid of it. Um, if you Heaven forbid, if you've shared it with somebody else, I, I hope that uh, a student gets the message to go to the people they shared it with and have them delete it. Um, and, you know, I, I commend the Toronto Police for coming out with a pretty hard statement here that this is child pornography and you will be held accountable for it. Yeah, I mean, no telling how far it has spread. Yeah, and it, it's, it's not only a matter of, of criminality, it's a matter of, you know, you could be participating in someone going through something that is going to be devastating to them. And uh, you may have to live with consequences of that for the rest of your life um, if something awful happens to that young man. Uh, you're going to have to live with it, and, and, and that's just terrible. Yeah, it's almost unthinkable what that boy is going through. It is unthinkable what the parents um, would be going through. What What would your advice be to though that family of how to help him? Is there is there a way to help him? Yeah, there is. There 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 certainly is, and and you never know if it's going to be effective or not because I know it's a it's a young person, um, and and this is his life. This is you know school means everything to kids. It's mm-hmm. their social network and everything. Um, but but my best advice to them would be to. Um, you know, make sure that their son um, can get some counseling if he needs it. Um, make sure that he has help available to him whenever he needs it. Make sure that the school is on board to protect him from further abuse. Um, and, and something that we found very important with Rutea, considering she's so young, that uh, you know something awful happened that they had no say in and no control over. So, so make sure that when you react to this, you put your child's interests first and don't push them into something that they're not ready for. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I thought we had our, our teachable moment. I thought Retea Parson would be the teachable moment and we could learn from this. It's just unfortunate that here we are again. And uh, yeah. I hope it's the last time we have to have the conversation. Well, I hope so too, you know, but yeah. uh, we need to be doing an awful lot more in, in high schools to talk about issues like this uh, in elementary school. You know, we need to have uh, um, very comprehensive um, education about consent about uh, distributing images like yeah. this um, about bullying um, and about the consequences for it as well there's there's just you know there's there's one story is far too many and it just keeps happening and to have have this happen five years after uh, after Batea died is uh, it's heartbreaking yeah. um, you know and it's it's uh, it, it's it's inexcusable I just can't believe it I'm, I'm not shocked when I read over this last night it's just shocked Yeah, it's very unfortunate. And I thank you so much for joining us and sharing, uh, you know, in something I'm sure brings you a lot of pain, too. It does. It brings back an awful lot of terrible memories. Um, It can go to a dark place pretty quick, like I said. And and I really, my thoughts are with that young man. Yeah, for sure. Glenn, thanks so much for sharing your your time with me. I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, Alex. Thank you. That is Glenn Canning. He knows far too personally what those boys must be going through and that fan and those families just heartbreaking this is global news radio